Let me start off with a plug. On July 31st, uh, Tottenham Hotspur and AC Milan come to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, and there are still some tickets left for this game. It's, it's coming right on the heels of the World Cup, so you've got the World Cup stars of Belgium, England, and I guess... Italy, <laughs> um, the, but they are coming to town. So head to 55.1 and make sure your ad block is off like it should be. And uh, click on the top top banner. Uh, ticket, you can get tickets for as cheap as like 36 bucks still. Um, so anyway, this is going to be an exciting game. I hope to see you out there uh, and go check it out on 55.1. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. I am Wes Berdine and I am joined as usual, I guess now it is just as usual, um, with Eric and Rodrigo. Gentlemen, how's your World Cup been? Saúde. Great today. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to both of you for uh, uh, simultaneous, well, well, sorry, to you. I was going to say both of us. <laughs> no. like, what? To you, Eric, for, uh, for Brazil uh, advancing, but both of you uh, and your marital strife, I guess, as well. <laughs> Not congratulations right. on that, but. It's never fun with Mexico, man. I mean, in that respect, it's because I, I love, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married to a, a proud Chicana and love the culture and love the people. I'm in a predominantly uh, Mexican, Central American immigrant neighborhood and. You know, I, it's just been a part of my life forever. Is there a lot of mourning in the neighborhood in South? Nah, just, just not the uh, bandas and mariachis out like they are when yeah. they, when they win. But. Yeah, that was a great video you posted Thank after you. after the uh, which was that, that, that was German, the Germany, the Germany, first yeah, just, yeah, that was a good party. But no, so I mean, I you know, I, I feel for them. It, it's. It's, I, I ran into a couple people in the neighborhood, and I'm just like, it's not personal. I'm like, yeah, we know. It's, 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 and probably, and they were correct. They're like, we'll see you at Copa America. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> we'll be, we'll I, I be back know. at I mean, it like, next year. The, the way the, the Gold Cup and the qualifiers for everything else, I don't know if they're going to send their air squad anymore. Yeah, I don't think actually uh, Mexico and the they're US are invited. in Copa next oh, okay. year. Or they didn't accept, I think, that because the Gold I, Cup. I, the qualifiers I'm, I'm going totally the, off of my bad okay. memory. But. We'll get back on it. So anyway, anyway. World Cup. Things are going well. Um, uh, We have a a podcast where obviously we are going to talk about that. We're going to try to catch up just on kind of the biggest games. We've got uh, Minnesota United uh, played uh, FC Dallas, so back uh, back in action at home. And uh, we'll talk about that 1-0 loss. Um, But first, let's talk about probably uh, certainly the biggest news uh, for Minnesota, Minnesota United ever. I mean... A single tweet that was probably the the most shared. I just checked in on uh, Colin Martin's tweet, and it was nineteen thousand retweets, one hundred thousand likes. Uh, I saw Zyron finally got it up on his page, Dave Zyron. Oh yeah, okay, and uh, yeah, it took so, only hmm? took only like a hundred thousand likes for him to do that. Yeah, well, I, I tagged him right away. Yeah, Patty, he's busy. Um, so anyway. Colin Martin, uh, the day of Pride, announces that he is a gay man on Twitter. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I'll say, like, I woke up to that news, and, uh, I, I mean, it, it made my day. Yeah, you know, it's I, beautiful. It made me excited for the game that night. Same. I spent a good half of the morning uh, going in out of uh, tearing up, and uh, it, still, um, it still gets me pretty emotional, so I'm... Uh, extremely excited about this news, but um, and it makes him the 
only out male identifying pro sports athlete in the big five or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. At the current moment. At yeah. the current moment. Yeah. And, and second in MLS. Um, if, if you count, I guess there was one guy that came out when he retired, but technically Robbie Rogers and now yeah. Colin. Yeah. Correct. So um, I, I don't, I, I guess I don't really know a, a question or a lead for this, uh, for, to, to discuss that. But um, uh, I, I do think that there is, something special for you know any any flaws i uh, criticisms i have about minnesota united i do think one of the things that it's always done from the beginning um is try to be proactive um about being you know it's partnership with athlete ally and um and lots of different things uh, just like being very pro uh, embracing lgbtq community and the idea of actively put, making that a part of what it does. So I, I'm, I think that that there's no small part that that has played uh, in, in terms of getting him. In there. I think it was a very proud moment for you know not only the organization but just everyone who supports the the club in itself to be able to be able to be embraced that because you know as Colin said it in many of the interviews and articles that were written about it. You know he. If you're his teammate, he already knows. Right. You, you're already aware of that situation. Last season, so I think it's, he yeah. Lost team, yeah. So you know, so that's and the fact that he was able to open up and have other teammates who've never had uh, a friendship with a a, a LGBTQ um, person or player or teammate. It, it, I think it was really the Colin the Colin Warner conversation was really interesting to me, and it was really good to be able to hear that as well too. And just to, just to, as well as just to know that there's a, you know that that that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing to be able to embrace. And you know, there's a lot of conversations going on in social media about, you know, um, soccer for all and how like people hope that one day we don't have to focus on this. But right. you know, but at the same time, it's like well, we don't. You know, there's there's nothing on it. Hopefully, down the road, it will be. You know. Would be it would be soccer for all so yeah when it's not just one one person right but, mm-hmm. but regardless um hopefully it'll I open mean, the door and in the near future there will be there will yeah. more people will feel comfortable yeah uh so I want to uh I want to then just hit this other quick news article news uh, which is uh Minneapolis City uh, beat Duluth uh four to two um, the other day so they clinched the the NPSL North title. It was the first home game that I got out to all year. I, I got to the their VSLT game, uh, which is home for me. But um, me so it was good to get out there nice. and uh, heckle. You were, you were there too. We were yeah, all there. Yeah. Uh, we, and it was good to get out there and heckle the uh, Duluth players. They had uh, a big, burly Israeli guy named Ghani who was really fun to make fun of, and you know <laughs> just the stuff that gives me pure joy. Um, and did uh, anyone heckle you? No one heckled me. That's, that's your job. That's the, my job, right? The, uh, yeah. the, the, the team photographer did not flip me off. Oh, that's um, right. Like that happened too. I heckled you, and then you got flicked up. I think that was yeah. a great night for everybody. Yeah, but VSLT had the, the, there were some better names there. I, I was I was able to get in the rhythm be- better there. Um, uh, so anyway, but Dan Ho- uh, Hudeman, who is chair, I don't know, he's whatever. On the board. <laughs> uh, on the board, yeah. 
of of uh, Minneapolis City. I never remember his role. Um, he he, you know, asked. For, I went for Twitter questions, and he said, "Realistically, how big can NPSL get in an MLS market like ours?" Hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I don't know. I mean, it's all about marketing and and how much how much money you got to be able to spend on that. Well, so, they have a lot. Yeah, well, a lot. Of are they spending it? Though? I don't <laughs> no, know. I'm just kidding. They have no money. <laughs> so, so no money. They're Scrooge um, McDuck. I mean, I, I think they uh, are anti-Scrooge. <laughs> I, I think um, the 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 answer is like two two parted for for me. One is right now it's extremely tough. You know, Minneapolis City had a really tough year. You know, having to move out to Osseo for a year. Yeah. Um, that just that killer. A lot of um, like I, it, it took me over thirty minutes to get out there. I had to run errands before, so I barely showed up in time, and then I had to leave early because I wanted to meet some friends and I, that I hadn't seen in a while. So it was like just a pain. Um, yeah. That that's but that's a short term thing. You also have the fact though that you you're not just in an MLS market like New England or you know Boston or something like that. You're in an MLS market where. Things are at a fever pitch. You already have a really well-organized and engaged supporters culture. So it's really... I think there's a really tough job to, to do um, for the team, uh, for any of the teams. You know, it's even easier, I think, for Rochester or a Duluth or something to try to tap into something. Right, that's not already established. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But I, I don't think... I think that... Uh, you know, we're also at an early stage here with Minnesota and, and MLS, and there's more soccer fans coming and being able to offer something different. I, I don't yeah. think... I think I, that's the key, is the experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a different right. experience. Yeah. And I, I don't see them... I don't think it's possible to become a Detroit city. Um, maybe I'm not thinking big enough. But I don't... I think that there's other paths to um, mar- benchmarking success mm-hmm. other than the one, you know, trying to be the unicorn. Sure. Right. And, I, and I think one of the things that a lot of these local clubs do and they should do more of is they, they do outreach to, you know, local organizations or local clubs. Yeah. Uh, I know Minneapolis City does that and they like, you know, make it a a priority that, you know, their 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 players are engaged in community service and, and I think the more of that there is, the the more yeah. building those relationships specifically do with the local clubs and all the other stuff, yeah. it, I think it, it it makes it a lot easier to make that connection and have access to uh, a much broader uh, audience in that mm-hmm. sense. Like, for example, if I was, you know, 11-year-old kid and all of a sudden I had someone who pays for professional soccer come in, you know, show me how to shoot or shoot me how to court the ball or just yeah. come in, like, it would totally be like, you know, be like, oh, wow, you know, and then, you know, then you get to go to a game and, and see that. I think that's, I think that that's, that's what we need to head towards, in my personal opinion. We need to do a little bit more of that. I mean, connecting inwards to be able to have more people attend these games that people don't even know happens in their own neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Like McMurray, like McMurray Field gets hold holds uh, amateur pro league games, and you know, and then we have Concordia, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have several teams play on that field, you know. And so I think my my general entry when when people ask me what what's it like in an NPSL match. And especially if they say, oh, you know, I, I remember uh, Minnesota United back when they were the Stars, back when they were the Thunder, and it's gone so corporate now, and there's all this security, and there's all this, 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 and like, get your ass to an MPSL game. Yeah. Like, you're going to love it, because that it feels like the old school in a lot mm-hmm. of those ways. So if that's the kind of experience you want, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Not to say you shouldn't go to United, I mean, it's, but it's 
again, no, but that's where you're a lot dealing of us, with those things. That, that's where a lot of us got that start. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, let's. We're going to talk about the World Cup uh, after the break. So let's just take a break and do big quarters. All right, here we are on the Fifty Five One podcast. It's World Cup fever time. World uh, Cup. Let's. Uh, th- there's everybody, a there's everybody. a couple games that were a little bit of uh, not stinkers in the last week, but you know less interesting. But again, I think we're only at three bad games so far this World Cup. I, I, I think it's fair to say this is the best World Cup ever uh, so far. It's been a ride uh, for sure. And ever. one of the con- contributing games to that was Saturday. France four, Argentina three. Uh, I opened up the future Blackheart. Uh, I opened up Townhouse for this, and uh, and it was a bunch of people. I barely got to watch anything, so I just basically have whoever's near me while I'm getting drinks just tell me how it's going and yeah. describe the. Game and we were and we were broadcasting with, so. on the Minnesota football show, so we were mad distracted. We had the game going and we had a guest, and so I, I had to go back and watch the highlights too, yeah. just because it was it was a great it was ADD though. all over the place. The the at at townhouse it was a good atmosphere okay. yeah I, I forgot when you were there I, I, I was there at some okay. point I appeared and reappeared you know I clapped my hands <laughs> right. snapped my fingers yeah, just and like clicked my heels right. and I just showed up yeah um, I popped yeah and we'll do it again this Saturday uh, for the nine a.m. game which is going to be the winner of Colombia England uh, Switzerland Sweden so so Colombia and Switzerland. Or just Colombia, right? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, just Colombia. One team gets knocked. Just knocked everybody, out. Colombia knocks the Camateros, so knock everybody else. Uh, so anyway, so uh, France four, Argentina three. Yeah. This was like just a barn burner. Uh, um, you know, it starts with uh, right away with Kylian Mbappé. Mbappé. Uh, Mbappé. Um, yeah. Uh, just racing in. Uh, all of his kind of really big contributions, it seems like, were basically just him running Speed. really fast. Yeah, which, it's like the um, Flash with the soccer ball. I haven't seen him in the same spot you know, at the same time. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I guess my, my my when people start raving about players who like when I watch him when I watched those parts again, it was like, well, he's just running fast in a really straight line. Is that really? I don't know. Like against a pretty old and decrepit Argentine yeah. defense, too. So hey. I mean, because remember, like remember Mascherano. I like that Mascherano. Remember uh, Mascherano. Right? Remember yeah. that Argentina uh, Spain friendly from the the fall where Spain won like six to one or something like that because Argentina played with this really high line and Spain just tore it just apart, yeah. destroyed them. Anyway. Uh, Wish you would have done that this other game, right? Yeah, but Mbappe Mbapp <laughs> gets uh, gets earns a penalty, Mbapp. and then Griezmann scores, and then you know toward the end of the half, Di Maria sends in a great ball from from outside that yeah. um, t- 20, tucks into the corner. Yeah, that, was, that was a beautiful shot. Would um, you call it a thunder bastard, perhaps? No, no. thunder no. bastard has that's a technical Specific. one that goes straight and steadily rises mm. as it goes uh, as it hits the so, net. So what do you so call it? Like the ball just. Doesn't move at all and a, keeps it. I guess you'd call that like a knuckle, knuckler or something. A like knuckle, that. a knuckleball. Yeah. Um, I was on my bike listening to this while this happened. Biking to the studio and I oh had man. to pull over. I was like, "What's what? happening?" No, that was it. That was you know, it was a, an exciting, an exciting game all the way around. Yeah. And I think just um, I don't know. I mean, like I think when we were at the townhouse, a lot of the people that were around uh, were uh, you know, were they were, were friends. 
France fans, but at the same time, I think we're a lot of people who were just soccer fans. Yeah. And we were just talking how, like, um, just how, like, Argentina is different, functions different when they make Messi play on the wings. And then when, and, and because in the wings, he doesn't grab any attention. And then that just, that just, you know, crowd him and then that's it, right? There's mm-hmm. no creativity. But when he stays centered in the middle, then he pulls the, he pulls the uh, center backs out yeah. and then creates a little bit more space. And Starts he's more, to feed. Yeah, and he, he, he's able to do that. But I mean, again, this, this, you know, Argentina has always been a hit and miss. And and that was the whole point of this game. You you were, were there were times where they were extremely on point, and there were times where you were like, "Oh, this is it! They're going to implode!" You know. But what an exciting game! Yeah, I mean, Argentina in the second half then went uh, on top uh, um, by an accident, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, that was uh, Messi. It was Messi's Messi. shot deflected right. by uh, I can't even remember who. And yeah. he just kind of went, oh, what yep. happened? Oh, I, I, oh, there was more sure. to it than Harry Kane's heel goal. He, <laughs> he at least Harry threw, Kane! He at least threw his foot out there. But, um, I, but the, I mean, the, the goal of, absolute goal of the year already just wins the Puskas it, Award. It was pretty awesome. was uh, Benjamin Pavard, who is basically oh, Jesse Eisenberg from uh, uh, Social Network. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. Uh I, I mean, everyone's seen this goal by now, so describing it is dumb. Unless you have not seen it, then stop this podcast, go look it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just the beauty of a goal. While I mean, he's, like, while he's falling too. Well, you know, he's like leaning away, so he has enough ang- he has enough angle, and he just plays it. And then he hits the ball and just redirects it with a different angle. Like it, it does, usually when you kick the ball, it spins forward. This yeah, was like spinning back, back spinning and to the side, and to the side, it, yeah, it like, so that it it went back in. Someone asked me what you would. I think there was kind of someone who doesn't watch soccer as much at the bar, and they asked me what you, how would you, if there's a name for that kind of shot. It's like a and, chop in a sense. And I, I was right? like, I don't think there's an actual name for that. Uh, I mean, just amazing. C'est, c'est la pavade, maintenant. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, I mean, it, it, a kind of slice. On the half volley, uh, it was it's unreal. Uh, like, and then, like in golf, when you slice a ball and then it just right, it's got yeah. the, the, the back so the, spin in it. So when it lands, the, it just yeah, it's so. just the Pavard slice. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, and then Mbappe puts them up. He scores again, and then it's four two. Mm-hmm. Third minute of stoppage time. Uh, Messi again puts a ball, and Aguero uh, heads it in. But that was that was all she wrote. Um, they were close though at that at that that yeah, last. They got tense. Yeah, they got tense, and I and I just don't like don't comprehend. Just uh, I've never comprehended the, the the way the Argentinian team approached this without playing like the people that I could get them get them to like saving Aguero, Aguero for for later. I, like I'm like if you're gonna go in, just go all well, out. You, you know, just go all out. You guys are aware of the fact that Messi was basically coaching this team, right? That they're not in communication with San Paoli. Like yeah, I, yeah, there were jokes was, going around the whole like, out, you know, essentially. Like, yeah, I, I still have not. I, I think eventually the story will come out a bit yeah. more. But yeah, I thought those last two games. Basically, I mean, he was there for he, yeah. to save face and basically. Yeah. we're not going to no, fire you. No, he was you, there because but, he had the best tickets. In yeah, town that to be too. able to watch the game yeah. from that up close. But I, I don't think he had much influence on the flow of yeah. the game or what was happening. So yeah. as he as as he uh, applied for asylum somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, living, I'm you. living on Edward Snowden's, Snowden. Snowden, Snowden's fo- uh, futon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's uh, you tell me which of these, and we are going to talk about J- Japan, Belgium. That's the other big interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uruguay, Portugal. Uh, other than Cavani, 
Cavani, Cavani Suarez combo. I mean, yeah. just awesome. Both watching. goals. I mean, that's what I said. Like, I remember at the beginning of this tournament, one of the players I wanted to watch was was Cavani, just because <clears throat> just I, his cheekbones. <laughs> his, his, he's a beautiful no, man. Uh, but I just, I just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what else can you can you do. I mean, you scored that second goal where you hit that ball coming in, and yep. he curved it back out. I mean, that was just well, and the the precision of the first goal too. I love like. You mean the 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 face Cavani, chest? Well, Cavani got it, took it out, passed the Suarez, yeah, yeah, and immediately made yeah. the break. And Suarez saw him, so it was just like this triangle. It was like, the it, 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 it felt like an ultimate frisbee kind of well, game. Right? Much. It looked like two fullbacks playing, you know, switching right. the the point of attack to the other fullback. But instead, it was the two it was forwards, the attack, yeah. it, you know, and doing they it. Let so. me go up and yep. smack yeah. with my face and chest. Interesting tidbit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys might know this, but those dudes grew up in the same town of about a hundred thousand people. Um, they were born, I think, two or three weeks apart from one another. They've been playing together since they were like six years old. Wow. That explains a lot. But yeah. uh, now the question is now, what, what happens to Cavani at PSG, right? I mean, Yeah, I don't know. Coming to Minnesota United. <laughs> Spain, Russia um, was a plonker, but uh, Russia pulled it out, uh, got, got the PK wins. Ugh, gross. Uh, gross. Croatia, Denmark <laughs> was also a plonker. Two goals in the first... Four or five minutes, Missed and him. everyone was like, "This game is gonna be so drunk." Yeah. And then the the game basically like got like a like, like a, they shut it down. Like just got showed up to the party, got really started downing everything, and by like twenty minutes into the party, <laughs> was just passed out on your couch. Like, really? We got us. We were gonna do right, sp- but the goalies were the so you got to play I mean. spin the bottle over the drunk person or something. So yeah, but Casper Schmeichel and uh, Schmeichel. The other guy who's not Stipe Politikosa. I can't I, remember, I can't remember who the... Right, but then... Uh, Saba, Saba oh, something. Uh, well, Subasic is how go. I was saying it in my head, but it's Subasic. But, um, Subasic, maybe. Um, anyway, those two games, a little bit plonkers. Not terrible games, but just uh, yep. a little more plotting. Then, the uh, the the Silver Brenneman uh, uh, home derby... Uh, Brazil to Mexico zero. I was in a liquor license hearing for half of this, so uh, it went went fine. Sounds we, like a we, good meeting. We got a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, but uh, Mexico looked really good at the beginning. Like yes. the first fifteen minutes or so, I was I was getting pretty nervous because they were getting in frequently and confidently, and, uh, and then the back line was was kind of in chaos. And Osario messed it up afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Well, well how? So what, what, well, I mean, like, me, at half, he had to make a substitution, but then you take out... Uh, he took out... Uh, oh, the old man was in there. Um, yeah. What's yeah. his name? Um, um, Rafa Marquez. That's Rafa it. Marquez, right. But as soon as you <laughs> took him out and you... And put you, Miguel Leon. And you put yeah. Leon, who's not hit anything, anything at all. All his shots have been at least wide all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't really produce or create. Nope. Uh, you change the tempo of the game. Nobody was feeding Vela. Nobody was feeling, feeding uh, Chucky. Chucky. They weren't feeding the ball. Chucky the formation was... that they went into was like everybody was lost. Um, it just it totally sucked the energy out of that. Specifically that you had to change that you for Chicharito, but it, but it just it just once, wasn't... once you didn't have the old man in there trafficking the ball. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I love that pun. Because right? he's he's wanted for for drug trafficking. Oh. So. There you go. <laughs> um, so feature uh, in the next season of Narcos, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so Brazil, what did they do well? Because um, they were, I mean, the first half is what what I got to see, other than the highlights. I, I um, heard I heard Neymar got uh, 
got an Oscar for his acting. Oh, that was terrible. I mean, honestly, the first half wasn't that great for them. Um, for they, Mexico or for Brazil? Brazil. They, yeah. they struggled a little bit. They, they got some good attacks in there, but the, the defense was was shaky. And midfield wasn't too bad, but it's like every time it was... Chucky was giving them a hell of a time. Yeah, he was. That's what they should have kept on doing. Yeah. But like once, like I, again, once they changed that midfield, once they made changes for they, the old man, it, yeah, it was they a whole contained Cuadrado pretty well, and it didn't seem like Chicharito was Cuadrado getting out as much. Who, what did I say? You said Cuadrado. Sorry, <laughs> the other <That's> one. Colombia. <laughs> Guardado, Guardado. Guardado. Um, but but Chucky, yeah, was causing him trouble. But then I mean the what did I put it in here? The after halftime, they kind of started to open it up. 51st, that's when Neymar gets his. Um, William. William was all over the place. You got to say, he had a he had an amazing game. Well, that's what I've been waiting amazing for, right? Me and you've been talking about how I just oh want God. him to be able to shine because he's one of my... Yeah. One of, one of the players I like to look and watch. And it, it took him a couple games it to did. get to it. And I think it had to do a lot with the fact that, you know, from the get-go of this tournament, we were we were all in our heads. It's like, yeah, Neymar's not going to start till the quarterfinals. Like I was hoping. 16, right? Like, that's what I thought so, too. But then I was like, good, this will be the, the Williams show. Yeah. You'll be able to see how great he is. And, and and with the rumors of Barca trying to get him, you know, I was like, I was like, this is this is going to be interesting. And just was a non-factor for the first couple of games. And it wasn't until this game. Yeah, where, he like, turned it on. He turned it on right at the right moment. Yeah. And, so um, he, got that, he got that cross in and... Ochoa got way off his line. I mean, I think it, he, he was probably doing what he was supposed to be doing, but then there was nobody to back him up, and you had both, like, two torpedoes was uh, Jesus, Gabriel Jesus, and Neymar. Yeah. And it just barely misses Jesus, and Neymar is there to clean it up. Yeah. It, it's pretty, man. If, if you look at, like, the screenshot of how... I mean, that's, that's, it's basically a set play. I'm sure they've run that a bunch of times to make sure two people are following when that cross is coming, but it's just pretty to see, like, the two bodies just, like sliding on the ground as the ball's coming through. So it's like, you've got your first and you've got your backup. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. And then... Um, and Ochoa, I mean, he's, he had some qualities. He had some great saves. Eight, eight, eight or nine, four, yeah, four, nine four, saves. Four, yeah. For sure. He had some great saves. And then Firmino came in later and, and got the got the second, as he tends to do. That This has been consistent throughout this entire tournament. Firmino comes Wonder, in, wh- scores. Right. What, what would happen if you actually if he started? started right. uh, thank you. I agree. I agree. Sometimes, yeah. though, you just have to have a killer. Uh, you've got to get your Alan Gordon, man. Yeah. So what I'm concerned Firmino about, Marcelo was out this yeah. match. He had back spasms in the, in the, the one before this. I'm, I'm hearing from some of my uh, Brasileiro contacts that he's going to be okay for the next match. However, what really concerns me is Casimiro is out. He, got, he had a yellow, got another one, so he'll be out on cards. And, I mean, this is my favorite player on the Seleção. He's, he's, like, he's the key to the team. He holds... The, defense, the defensive mid and the defense together and really st- starts the attacks a lot of times, too. Um, so that's a little concerning considering it's going to be against Belgium. But, uh, well, I mean, the, the thing you can do is, is, I mean, I don't know how crazy it would be and I don't know how much um, how much as a, a CDM um, Marcelo has played, but you start with the, with, with the, with the back line that you started for this game and then... It's going to be Fernandinho. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So... They go on. Uh, Mexico still uh, still can't get past the round of sixteen. Seven, I saw seven consecutive seven World Cups. Yeah. That's yeah. Ouch. They've never. Uh, what I, happens I believe when you they've deny never, the Copa America invitation. They've <laughs> never gotten out of uh, other than 
in the in when it's been in Mexico, they've never gotten out of the round past the round of sixteen. So, so, so it's back to seventy. It must be right. No, it was eighty six. Eighty six, yeah. right? Mexico last time Mexico had the World Cup, I think was eighty six. Oh, oh, but they did, that was nineteen seventy was one of theirs too, though. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, Brazil yeah, won yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so 2026, right? So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. No worries. No worries. Yeah. They'll make it past the round of 16 times 2026. So uh, Brazil moves on, and they play the winner of the next game we're going to talk about, which is uh, Belgium. Oh, my uh, God. Belgium this, this 3, Japan 2. After a very group, balanced yeah. half, first half. Like yeah. The first half was just kind of like, you know, it was like a boxing match, jab, yeah. block. Hook, block, yeah. jab, jab, hook, block. And it was like, okay, everybody's equal. <laughs> kind of feeling each and then, other out. And then someone hit the 30-second bell <laughs> at the beginning much. of the interview. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was like, whoa! Oh, man. Well, um, Japan basically score right out, of the, right out of the gate in the mm-hmm. 47th minute or so. And then just a little while later, so it's 2-0 two, two Japan. The, on the second goal, oh, the Belgium defense... Uh, just didn't didn't even move. Yeah. There's a man at the top pressure, of their box yeah. who's going to shoot, and the center backs are just absolutely still. Well, the first goal too. You got to talk about that was how do you pronounce his name? Ver, Vertonghen. The oh yeah, I mean, he blew Jan it. Vertonghen, he yeah. totally. He was trying to collect the 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 keeper pass. I think it was, uh, and it just rolled right by him. Or it was a or it was a back pass. I can't remember, but he blew it. And and the guy, uh, what's his name? Ha Hakugachi. I wrote it down here. He just took it and buried it. Yeah, and the thing about Japan is, is it, it, they're they're a, they're a good team. They're a quality team, and they're organized. Right? right, that's the thing. They're organized. You can't make those kind of mistakes. Cause yeah, and so and ready. so like from the get go, like because uh, uh, I was talking with my my oldest Isabella because she was watching the game because she was cheering for Japan. I mean, we, and and she was like, "Look, they're organized. You can totally tell where the back line is, what formation they're playing." Their wings are, are pressuring their defense, you know, like oh, the, the forwards are the for, the forwards are moving, so moving crisp. trying to pressure it, and then you know, and then and then the midfields and the wings are are, are, are in their and, and their support position in case something goes through. I mean, it was, it was you know, it, it was wonderful to be able yeah. to watch and just point out that this is what this is what happens when you do this, and then specifically at the second goal that they score, like you brought it up, Wes. I mean. Belgium was was not putting any pressure whatsoever. They were no. giving them Japan all the space they wanted. Because the first guy first had goal. tons of time. Like he gets up there and, as you would say, has a sandwich, drinks a beer, yep, whatever. Yeah. Nothing happens. Right. Checks his Twitter. <laughs> checks his yeah. Twitter. <laughs> puts a selfie. Says, "Hey Google." Yeah, right, you yeah. know, and then, then boom. Let's that ball. Yeah. Let's that ball fly. Oh no, spin just. What a beautiful yeah, it was just goal. that total like knuckleball, right? He started celebrating move. before it's in the back of the net. He knows, he knew. Yeah. When he hit that ball, it was like it was just like one of those. Um, and so it, it didn't look like Belgium were going to have an answer. They just looked like they were just, just they had crapped their pants and they were just yeah. like, oh, but there's still don't a half an hour about left. that. That's the problem. Uh, but then you know, uh, speaking of Vertonghen, yep, uh, also a very pretty man. He, uh, you know, kind of just heads the ball back uh, from, you know, the edge of the box, and it just loops over the the keeper. That wasn't on purpose, was it? I don't think it was. No, that was that that, that was, was a, I don't that was I like did, a, uh, a pass, like a cross back yeah, into it. But, but he just hit it wrong. What does it matter if he tried? He wanted to. I mean, you're always wanting to make put so, the ball somewhere dangerous. Oh, I've scored goals so, like that. Yeah. Here's a Wait, pass. I mean, goals? I mean goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Uh, Vertonghen gets this goal, and then Belgium kind of, kind of seem alive again, right? And then I think they figured out that they could 
they, they were taller than the Japanese and they can head the balls yeah. in. So they were just like, yeah. oh, we're and just going to cross them. Because that's what Japan started doing. It's like, all right, we'll just defend the cross. Yeah. Well, we'll defend the bots. Bad idea. Fellini yeah. actually came on as a sub, though, too, right? Right, right. So right. there's that. Um, uh, Fellini comes on and uh, Nasser Chadli is also a, a, a sub. Yep. And so uh, ball goes to Marwan Fellini. He heads it in. Now it's tie game. And uh, at this point... Uh, I think it's IG. IG Kawashima, uh, the 35-year-old Mets uh, goalkeeper. Uh, Mets is in France, not New York Mets, because I don't think baseball teams have goalkeepers these days. But um, anyway, fun. Uh, he just put on a clinic. There was that double save yeah. that, that oh, he that did that from one. two save. headers. Two headers. Oh <laughs> one from in and grab back up and Amazing. right over the bar. I mean, I mean this was, game was all excitement. It, it was uh, Tim Howard against Belgium, right. uh, you know, four years ago. Pretty it was much. just unreal. Uh, Lukaku was so mad. They, like, zoomed him on his face. He's just yeah. like, yeah, oh, just he's like ready to explode. But, like, it just couldn't be eventually the ball gets collected by uh, Thibaut Courtois and he like throws it out and th- this was like he sees it though to have yeah. that vision he yeah. could, he well, could I mean, tell there was the this space. was basically so it's now the fourth minute of stoppage time uh, I believe there was going to be four minutes of stoppage time right? um, mm-hmm. and this is like a, a basically a cover song of Landon Donovan against Algeria <laughs> this is like same thing uh, Tim Howard collect the ball Throws it out and it's uh, it, it's brought down the wing by Landon Donovan slash Nasser Chadley lays it off uh, to to the or sorry lays it off to, to the wing. I forget De Bruyne. De Bruyne brought it down. Yes, and then passes. And the the biggest difference is that uh, is the amazing dummy yeah. that uh, Lukaku. Lukaku does, yep. and yep. then Chadley just finishes it. I mean, it was heartbreaking for the Japanese, but it was. Like it, amazing! Yeah. Like it was just like uh, it, it, it brought up the same, the same, not quite the same feelings, but those type of of just pure amazement feelings. Right, of, just of, appreciation uh, to be yeah. able to watch a game like that, and the dedication and tenacity of both yeah. teams. I mean, like as the uh, Japanese player tried knowing knowing it was it was a breakaway, tried to even pull the guy off out of bounds, pulling his jersey, and he and he just yeah wasn't able to do that. He was trying to foul purposely and wasn't able yeah. to able to. And then the referee just let that go, and then next thing you know, we have, we have that that the goal that ends it all, and you're like, final wow. whistle, goal, and then final. Yeah, that was a, a was question so from intense. from Joe at Nuts VT. Nice. Uh, who was uh, you met him at the? He was at the townhouse this weekend. Oh, Joe. Um, okay, yep, Joe. Hello, Joe. Uh, can we please get some of the Japanese team uh, players onto Minnesota United? <laughs> they work hard, which means, uh, which seems to be our main game plan. Uh, they're small, uh, so that is also right. part of I our mean, game yeah. plan. I love that work, work hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know any of those guys other than the the you know we're not getting Kagawa. Uh, the the thirty five year old goalkeeper doesn't seem like the best investment, but uh, any of those guys Fun stand out? I don't know. I have always been a fan of Honda, and I think when he uh, last time he was here with AC Milan for the same cup, it was. It was fun to watch him on practice. But, I mean, here at this game, when he came in in the second half, I mean, he was that free kick that he had that he hit that ball and it just went up and it dipped. And if the goalie didn't go for it, that was for sure going in. I think, what is he, what, 32 maybe? He's 32 and he plays at Pachuca now. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, like, we like Liga MX, right? We got Liga MX players. We, I mean, the Sounders just signed, just signed Rui Diaz. So, I mean, yeah, he's a Liga MX uh, goal scorer champion. So, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, maybe his paychecks aren't regular enough at Pachuca. That's yeah. not, not unheard of. So yeah. poke, 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 poke. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Takashi Inouye, but I, I don't know if we need more attack. I, I, I'm more curious about some of those uh, midfielders. That's where our demand is right now. Um, more wingers? But no, in, Inouye, no. We, not, not wingers. <laughs> we looked at Inouye's at, uh, at Ibar in Spain. Okay. Uh, he's 30 years old. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I wasn't able to to watch this one as as closely to 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 watch the players that I would have liked to pull but I don't know Joe if you've got any suggestions at Manny Lagos yeah. um not uh, the fake account though right? I want to ask you uh I want to well let's let me say this first um we you know most people will be listening to this after Sweden Switzerland some people do listen right in the morning so there's Sweden Switzerland in the morning Colombia England in the uh Afternoon, and then the next round is Friday, Saturday at Uruguay, Uruguay, France, and then Brazil, Belgium. Saturday, uh, that's the one that we're going to open up Townhouse for uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, come by, and uh, I make like really good pour over coffee. And uh, I'll, I'll find chilcanos too. I'll probably get, yeah, I'll make chilcanos if you want, and I'll, I'll get some pastries. But um, England, uh, I think it's going to be England, Switzerland. Any you guys think it'll be Colombia? I think Colombia can do it. Okay. I do. Colombia, Switzerland. Yes. I mean, depending on how Hamas 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 is after his uh, injury, but we'll see. If he's fit, then yeah. Those those are both tough to predict. I mean, I I do think Colombia, but the the Sweden Switzerland game is almost more difficult for me to think about. Just yeah. Those those styles are similar in a lot of ways. So we see what it'll be but interesting. Switzerland to see what have a lot more flair to them. They have more flair and and. Rodrigo mentioned the tenacity. I mean, the yeah. fact that they had that amazing comeback, and I mean, yeah. those guys are all fired up with their, with yeah. their. Well, if it's England, the if it's England, Eagles, then, yeah. if, if it's England, that, so then I'll try to get Carl Craig way. out to it, and so then you can you can maybe he'll. Come yeah, but out Sweden's there, but, proven that they can um, score as well too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I want to ask you this question. Uh, uh, we don't have to fully rank them, but I can think of four for a top five best games so far. Uh, obviously, Japan, Belgium are in there. Uh, France, Argentina is in there. Um, Germany, Sweden mm-hmm. uh, is in there. Germany, um, Mexico. Germany, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other one I would say was Spain, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anything else you you would kick off there and, and add add anything to it? Or? Oh man, it's it's all such a blur now to make me I know. think about going yeah. back. In the moment, it's so awesome. I think at the beginning, Germany, Germany, Mexico would for me would be it. I of course Japan. Um, I think, I mean, I'm biased. So the the two zero win that Peru had over Australia was 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 great because you know on this podcast someone said that they weren't going to score and I said that they were and we were going to win. So Wait, who said nothing. that they were? He did. Right you did. There. I said what? He said he said sorry, man. They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to pull it off. You you would go for Australia. I didn't do that. I wasn't necessarily going for them. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. Um, Call me out. Oh, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, but I, I think I think I think uh, I think that Belgian game was great. I think the Argentina game was great. Um, I, I I was like I think as emotion wise, I think the South Korea game against against Germany was yep. yeah was was a great like game because you're like there there was so much playing into it. And well, I was just doing top five, man. I would I would throw the Croatia dismantling of Argentina in there. That's too. true. Yep. That one was intense. Um, and fun. Well, toward the end of the maybe the toward the end po- podcast, we'll uh, next week or the week after we'll 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 come up with an official. We'll actually rank them. 
it's hard to rank a game the day yeah. you've seen it. And then, it, and then track Because everyone's like, oh, that's the best game. It's like, yeah, but guys, just a week ago, we had seen the best game ever. It's true. Uh, I want to take a break because we're going to come back and we're going to talk Minnesota United. <laughs> All right, back on the 55-1 podcast, speaking of the best game ever, Minnesota United mm. at home to FC Dallas in the, it wasn't scorching because the sun was kind of behind the clouds, but just Second oppre- half was oppressive nice. heat. Uh, uh, oppressive heat. Yeah. Um, Not your whiteness. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. right, uh, tra- yeah. That's your trademark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's summertime, so it's different. Not No longer the... Um, anyway, uh, FC Dallas wins this game one nothing. Minnesota United comes out in a uh, 3-5-2. You know, the one... Schieffer uh, Decker's still in Italy, so he, he would be perfect to talk about this. But um, uh, it was quite different. Uh, the game... Did I don't think was properly reflected in the scoreline. Um, even if you just look at expected goals, Minnesota had over two. I think it was two point oh seven expected goals. D- Dallas had like point three. Hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. Why, I'll let you guys start. Who who wants to start in on this one? And I thought the first half was pretty balanced actually. And Minnesota had some decent attacks. So did they. But I mean. They had chances. I mean, there was... Lord, they had chances. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, there was a, a, a amazing chip from Quintero toward the end of the first half uh, over the defense that landed for Schuler, who was making a run. And Schuler, you know, if it was Christian, he would have taken it first touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Schuler tries to control and just he ends up, you know, taking it out. Um, uh, but it was... Darwin had two or three... Just spectacular um, setups for yep. for his uh, compatriot, or I guess not compatriots, but comrades, whatever. But uh, it did not was not nothing was working. nothing was going it in. Finished, yeah. Um, that was the frustrating part, at least. You know they, that we were hey that we're playing a three five two, you know, and then that we don't have like uh, you know what we consider uh, you know no Miller. Uh, Owensburg gets to start. Um, we have Coleman, and then um, and then we have um, you know we have Boxel, and then we're all yeah. trying to. And, 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 Mir- and Mears was playing as a wing back. Mears wing back. Not 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 a good role for him. You know, you need your wing back to be really mobile. Yeah. Uh, but despite that, and then it was Alexi Gomez right playing. Yeah, but Alexi Gomez the, playing left wing. Back. Yeah. And I, I think um, it was it was it was it was Mears pushes up and tries to cross the bow, but Mears cannot. Outmaneuver anyone outside in that box. Yeah. He doesn't have that speed anymore. Nope. So, um, and I, I thought Dallas looked not up for the game. They looked. Both teams looked like it was hot out there. It was really but, tough to especially play, especially in the second half. Um, but Slow Dallas, down. in particular, looked not up for it. And I thought, I thought Minnesota was playing with a pretty good spirit overall. Like people were running. Right. You know, obviously, it was tough for them. After the um, meeting that they had and they talked about. Yeah, they had like a player meeting, which someone told me, you know, I had tweeted like, good, this is a good thing. And then the, the, this person, former player, was like, I don't really think that player, if you hear about a player meeting, it's not a good sign. It usually means something bad. Either it's something's going wrong with the coaching or something like that. But hmm. to me, it's still good because it shows that. You care, right? Yeah, that you care. And also that uh, at least you're kind of pushing back against whatever is not working. 
Um, uh, no, which is not to necessarily say that that means pushing back against coaching, but whatever it is, whatever force is that is keeping you from your goals. Um, and I thought I, I and was very happy with how the the three five two looked. Yeah, I was impressed by by so, by way. I mean, like we've all we've all been a fan of getting Olmsberg more playing time. Yeah, and I think that at times showed his youthfulness and mm-hmm. his lack of understanding and his miscommunication. But then at yeah. the same time, oh, he was so good in the air though. Yeah. He just in the air, he, was, you know, he was, he was able to so clear a lot of those air. balls and do that. And, and, and there were almost no good chances in the box for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they scored their goal yeah, off a, header, off a yeah. header or a corner where, where Mears missed. A, yeah. Mears just, no one had him. And then Mears tried had to, nobody. And so he tried to pick him up. I don't, uh, it's hard to tell if Mears was originally supposed to be marking him, but Somebody was in misstatus. Yeah, regardless, um, stupid mistake. Uh, and but, I, I mean, it's pure iron skillet, right? I mean, right. you guys know the the iron yeah. skillet story of Bruce McGuire saying, "We just need to show up at training with iron skillets, uh, uh, fans with iron skillets, and practice set pieces. And each time they mess up a set piece, you throw them, throw an iron skillet at them. <laughs> yep. So the iron skillet was a, a long time. We had the big prop. Uh, yeah, there's a big iron skillet that would be brought to the game. Because uh, we're giving up set piece goals all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, the first thing we worry about is giving up a goal the first 15 minutes. And when it happens, we're like, oh, maybe this is it. And then you give up a goal on a set piece. Yeah. And you're like, damn. And... So in the second half, Ramirez is inches wide. Um, then there's the in the 55th minute, he does his back heel to Quintero, who nutmegs this guy. Then he like pulls defenders out so that Ibsen can run in, and then he passes to Ibsen, and Ibsen just like you can't get his footing right, and just. And then we, we would see something similar again. Yeah. yeah. Later, you know, toward the end of the game, Ibsen yeah. shoots from the top of the box. Perfect moment, and he puts it just wide. Um, Coleman missed from inches. I uh, just couldn't control it, or I, I couldn't. I think Hedges maybe got. I, I, I couldn't quite see what happened Shoot there. Shoot I mean, I mean, We had how many corner kicks? Like 15? 13. There was 13. a lot. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a lot. And there was a lot of times where I wasn't happy with Alexi taking them at times, but... A couple of times that he did take him, you know, it was right in that box, and no one could just poke the ball in. Yeah, you know, it just uh, was by five, six legs. They couldn't poke it back in. Alexi and, Gomez is far better than anyone else on this team at doing corner, corner kicks. Hmm. Um, I mean, remember when, like, way back machine when Molina would take, they would just switch who would do it, and it was always first defender get, gets cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, the team was unlucky. So this was one of those games I left and thought like, that sucks. I hate losing, but I, I, what are you going to do? Like the, this, these are the games that I'd, I'd if, I'm, if we're going to lose games, I'd rather have it look like this rather than Colorado, right? Yes. Where you can point things and say, why did, you know, et cetera. Right. And, um, I, and, I, and I think it was, you know, not only that, but I mean, any 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 soccer player will tell you they hate playing on turf. I hate playing on turf, especially when it's a hundred and eight degrees. Yeah, on when the it's field. like ninety degrees. I mean, you can imagine. Like I remember running it at the townhouse with uh, Bruce, and I was like, "Did anyone announce what the what the field temperature it's was?" One hundred eight. 
It was the field temperature was 108. 108 because all that absorbing all that heat. Yeah, it had to be higher than that. I think. I thought it someone just, said 140, but <laughs> I, I that was just someone in the stand saying they had, they had heard it was. Yeah, because I remember when I used to play at Holy Angels. And whoever's ever played uh, CSE at Holy Angels. Yeah, I was, I was with yeah, you on those. Yeah, when, I when remember. you have that noon 1 o'clock game on a summer, and as soon as, you t- as, soon as you're subbed off, you take off your cleats because they're burning, yes, right? Yeah. And that's like, you know, at 80, 89, I can't imagine what it's like when it's like 95, 100. It's yeah. got to be. And so, like, the fact that they they worked through that and they created opportunities and with yeah. this new formation, I wasn't, I mean, I was disappointed, but it wasn't like so unsatisfying there weren't any mental collapses i guess compared to like when you mentioned colorado when i think colorado yeah they just like you know mentally yeah gave in and and and, and then you think about how much how much would this how much of a different what miguel bar would have been in this situation right yeah right i mean there's like yep how much would have been would you would ibsen would have started you know that's the question right so so is this one of those games where uh I, i mean i yeah, is this one of those games where you can say, "Look, we don't have we don't have the depth on this team." We've said it. We said it during the off season. You're not signing up. You're signing depth players, but you're signing like you need to make your good players depth players, right? You're not. Right. You're not adding just depth. You're just, cast. you're just replacing depth. Yeah. You know, um, winger party. So, is this one of those games where you can you can kind of sympathize with Heath and and say, you know. This is more on the player acquisition side. Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I think, I mean, I I, I totally get Heath's frustration because it was all over. I mean, it was all over when you were when we, we watch we were watching the game the game at home and you could tell it immediately sleeps every time. Like he was like, "Oh come on, the ball can't go in." Yeah, you know, and I get that and I totally understand that. But like, if you wanted more of an offensive thing. Um, you know, I get Toy needs minutes, but uh, was Delati fit? I thought he no, was. Uh, I don't think he was on the bench. Yeah. See, and then um, Toy Toy had a couple good good moves. He had that, <laughs> and then he got the yellow card. It was classic. He had well, he had a great shot, and then he turned around and like thirty seconds later got Boom. the yellow card. Yellow card. Where have we seen that before? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, my my main gripe about the game is that. Uh, um, Colin Martin wasn't subbed in. Oh, Franz Pango absolutely. was subbed in. That was, was subbed in. That was um, what upset me yeah. as well. By, by the seventy, by the seventy fifth minute, the the supporter section was thirty uh, percent in terms of energy. energy. Or, yeah. It was so hot. We're just watching this game slip away. Um, singing was just people were not singing as much. They were not moving. The man of the hour is not out. It there. was just energy sucking out. And to see the Invisible Man come on, rather than Martin, who, you know what, Martin is not going to be the the extra creative spark, but he is a like for like. You're taking out Schuler, put Schuler in, uh, put him in for Schuler, and he's more attacking than Schuler. He goes forward more often. Uh, he's a little bit more incisive with his passing than Schuler. Um, and you've already just had a few chances in the last few minutes, so yeah. maybe doing that and putting him on would have oh, caused God. the stadium the to erupt. The optics and get yeah. the you know, um, uh, um, uh, yeah. 
uh, Matt Doyle and Bobby Warshop just made this point on Extra Time Radio, and I listened to it today, and it's because I was up in their DMs telling them this, and very angry. Uh, um, that yeah, what, the, you the, angry? The, the stadium would have had that energy, and just seeing that not happen, like I, like I said at the beginning of the show, like I personally, and I'm obviously not everyone in the stadium, was it really excited to go see that soccer game. Uh, I had see, I, I saw from the team uh, a real uh, pride in their player doing this. And I saw, I, I thought Colin Martin could also, with that team meeting, could also help spark something uh, for the team. You know, we get to rally around this guy, right? Yeah. And stop thinking about all the mistakes we're making and just do something. And it was a complete opportunity miss. Would he have won the game? I have no, no freaking no, clue. I, I don't, I don't, I, but we, it we just, don't know. But it makes no sense to bring, bring on Franz Pengop, who has completed two useful passes in his All entire... Season. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it just... it It's baffling to me. So I, I was really just pissed off about that. Same, so. same. No, I was... Yeah, I, and like, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's a bad change of... Uh, you know, so it was a bad substitution. I would have thought, you know, like if you take Schuler out, you put someone who at least can replace him or, or can play physically, right? Because Martin's a physical player. You know, you'll get a couple of yellow cards. Go out there and do that, and just and just hold peace. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I, I think Heath was thinking, I need someone that can change a pace and score a goal. I wasn't even thinking about tactics at that point. I was just like, from the, from the optics, from a socio political standpoint of everything that just happened, it's blown up nationally, internationally. Put him in for guts, even if it's just like five minutes towards the end. I mean, like you're saying, it would have energized the supporters, would have energized the, chance, the building. The chance is way higher that this magical unicorn that you have on your team yeah. will score or do something or just help spark It'll something just, yes, than the, the player who has not really had any effect on any game will do something, will suddenly uh, discover uh, that he's a magical unicorn too. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so was, yeah, it's just like a a frustrating opportunity missed. But. It was a frustrating game to watch as well too. So I think I think we take some good out of it. The fact that we played a new formation and it seemed to somewhat click, yeah. right, and work. And then exciting in the fact that if we get our you know our missing pieces back, how will that look? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Uh, my man Calvo is back. Um, <laughs> Texted me to say he landed. Uh, and Minnesota United plays Toronto on Wednesday for the 4th of July game. Uh, does Minnesota United stick with a 3-5-2? I don't... I, I like to see it. I mean, I like to see what, what that would do. But, you know, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I, I feel that this team needs a change of pace. You know, like... He's back. Uh, Ibarra will be playing. Ibarra, yep. Yeah, I say go for it. I mean, I mean Miller. Miller is healthy. Uh, is it's he? hard to say. I, I, what, what I thought is, he was. What, yeah, what is the story? Like hamstring. Like, hamstring. It's, yeah. For like yeah. six months. <laughs> no, it's been like it's three been games. games. Yeah, no, yeah. Lay off him, man. Hey. Uh, and then uh, Tison's not quite ready, but will be hopefully sometime soon. Um, I, I do like to say I did, I did like Olmsberg playing on out there, and I think it would be nice to see him getting more playing time. 
And in the common boxel, they they did decent enough. I mean, you could you could put Calvo in as your left wing back. Yeah, I think that's actually a really and good idea. keep that the the back three did all right. Um, I mean, obviously, well, obviously playing FC Dallas is way different than playing Javinko and Josie and. Or but. if you or if it works, you know, you keep Alexia left, you know, and then you take Mears out and you put uh, you put Calvo in Mears spot. Uh, Can you? I think his putting. Putting a left footer as the wing back seems like not quite as uh, kind of seems like you're kind of losing the the benefit of of having him on, on the wing back. But you hopefully someone is fit to play back there. Yeah. Well, someone that um, can out dribble. Yeah. Somebody in. Um. Well, we'll see. I mean, my my suspicion is that we've seen uh, formation changes a lot uh, to. Uh, to something to try something out when players are missing, and then the full squad comes back and they revert. And they go back to the four two three one. Um, I would like to see this uh, change because I think there was enough promising there, and I know that Dallas was particularly bad. Um, so maybe we weren't seeing the full thing, but Toronto are kind of bad right now, uh, and might might be nice to see that. Cool. Um, let's I'm take miss a, that match, but I hope I hope they do that. I hope they stick with the three five two. Yeah, let's take a break. I'm going to come back. We're going to come back, and uh, we've just got a couple Twitter questions. Okay, Twitter questions. I'm Wes. Eric and Rodrigo are here. Uh, let's let's start with this one. Um, is Boxall this is from Burke Ermintrout? Is Boxall our most effective and reliable player right now? Reliable? Yeah, I'd give him reliable. He's been solid. Uh, can you think of the last mistake he made? Exactly. Play against Peru. Saudi. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Um, good point. Yeah. Play against Peru is the last mistake he made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say. Yeah, Boxall and Ibarra are probably... Yeah, I was going to um, say Ibarra is the next thing that I would um, say. Darwin has been great, but also I think that he still, by the 70th minute, loses loses his charge. Same with Schuler sometimes when he's when it's yeah. hot outside. It seems that that should be the ML at like 70, 70, 75th minute. He's like, yeah, I got to go. I just wish we had someone who would shoot outside of the box. I mean, we have Ibsen. <laughs> okay. On target. I mean, I mean, that's it. I wish yeah. I could. We could have someone who could shoot on yeah. target. Oh, by the way, speaking of Alexi Gomez, did oh, have a shot. We on, talked about on, this. Yeah, you were near me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, he does not have a shot on goal yet. And then he did have one that was just like a. It was basically like a pass to the keeper. But I was like, that counts. <laughs> well, that counts. Well, he shot at the. He shot at it. It went back to him because it hit the defender. Then he shot again. Yeah. And it was actually on target. You are correct. Yeah. Yes. I just think it's interesting we got the one Brasileiro that can't bomb it from outside the right, box. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Can't, you know. No, he's Peruvian, though. <laughs> I'm talking oh, about oh, Ibsen. Ibsen. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about Ibsen. Yes, yeah. So, uh, Kevin Johnston says, uh, will Minnesota United finish above or below the Sounders in the table? Minnesota's at 16 points. Sounders are at 12. They are garbage. Uh, I, I get that they're garbage, but... They beat us. Yep, and then they also just Aug- signed sign Rui Diaz, so yeah, Gosh, you feed him the ball. I don't know. I mean, he's that's something that I'm interested in seeing how that how, how that's gonna play out. If 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 that's something that kind of like 
you know, because I want to be better in the soundness, but it kind of, it kind of, I don't know, scares me, but in a sense, just puts me yeah. a little bit anxious to see what... We've talked about this before, that. but we're we're behind a little bit, right, from where we were last year? Uh, now, I believe, I've not seen it, but now I believe we are negative five points on the fixtures from last... Uh, if you compare the same fixtures to last year, because we won against Dallas at home last year, and we just lost this, so I believe that's true. And then for, for every... For every and it looks exactly. like the remedy for every team that's playing bad is what playoffs. Yeah, and Toronto are on a slump. They're coming to town. Uh, S- Seattle, we don't play until August fourth, so right. they'll really be in a slump if they go in a slump before <laughs> us. Uh, David Pett says we've had two weeks in a row with all three rookies getting time. This is a change from what Heath normally does. Has he given up completely, or did that already happen? <laughs> I mean, or is your entire team yeah injured, injured and dead, red carded? Um, yeah, it is. It is new. I mean, I don't think in an ideal world, uh, all of these guys uh, would would be getting out there. I mean, none of them seem quite ready. Olmsberg, you know, uh, has seen. We just haven't seen enough time from him. But um, it's just been a. It's been a year of just injuries and not being fit. I mean, yeah. no Thiessen, no Miller. I mean, no Cabo at that point. Who else are you gonna throw out there? Yeah. Right. I mean. Um, Not Birch's. Uh, somehow, <laughs> if you're jinxing it, I'm sure somebody will go down on Wednesday now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at El Oregonio uh, says, "What Shakespearean quotes will you convince your loons broadcast team to sneak into Minnesota's next game?" Uh, I would just assume that they just basically read from Titus Andronicus because that's the one where everyone like gouges out their eyes and cuts their arms off and <laughs> something from it's Othello. really bloody really violent something sorry from othello right that's what i yeah sorry. possibly what's the original one though i i, I must obviously uh, I didn't I d- watch this on tv so i don't know what they snuck in yeah i, I i'm i'm not sure I'm, I'm going without the context uh and then finally at the attachment this colin says uh what candidate to be the next u.s men's national team coach would be the best replacement for anthony kennedy uh, it's a great question. Um, uh, Can someone refresh the name? Who is the current Argentinian coach? Uh, Sampaoli. There you go. <laughs> you think he would be a good... He needs asylum somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, some, some, yeah I don't know. I, I would say uh, um, Bruce Arena would probably be the most conservative candidate out there. God, please don't. Um, uh, uh, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann would be the most uh, wishy-washy, lame uh, neoliberal out there. Uh, Who else has been floated? I trends, guess I need to yeah. know some of the possibilities. Well, so basically, one Carlos Osorio is is one of the names that comes out. Uh, um, and then there's yeah. Uh, yeah, Trump will definitely go for that one. The people people will talk <laughs> about uh, um, uh, Jesse Marsh, Greg Berhalter. Uh, Peter Vermees, American guys like um, MLS guys like that. Sure. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I I'd, I'd put uh, Jesse Marsh on my Supreme Court. So. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I mean Osorio is. I don't know. I mean, I, who knows who, if he's gonna who who can throw a Molotov cocktail the best? Yeah, Who's yeah, the exactly. most yeah, radical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of uh, who who the who the furthest. Uh, uh, crazy radical that, that I could think of for for head coach would be, but basically, uh, hey, Bielsa, Ricardo right? Gareca, <laughs> sure, Ricardo Gareca is, is out there. I mean, he hasn't signed on for the next 
for the next set. So who knows? I mean, Ricardo Gareca would do wonders for the for the United States, in my opinion. But for the Supreme Court or for the team. <laughs> um, all right, that's uh, that's the show. I'm Wes. Uh, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Rodrigo. Thank uh, and uh, this Saturday, 10 a.m. is uh, Minnesota football show. That's right. So at on, so they can find it on Twitter or on Facebook. You have and, any guests coming on? Um, this week I'll be out. Actually, I don't know if anybody else is coming. So don't in. listen. Yeah, don't listen. No worries. Right, it'll week. just be a bunch of Uruguay. No, no, no. But I'm gonna be in Dallas, and I think what we're gonna try and do. I've been in contact with listeners. Will know you know, of course, Jordan Buholtz, a uh, friend of mine from not just here, but actually played high school soccer with him. Um, he is running the. It's the head the, of the Hall of Fame. There. The National, yeah, soccer National Hall Soccer of. Hall of Fame. It doesn't open until October, but because we homies, he's like, bring your cousin, because it's a big family reunion, and I'll get you guys some hard hats, so we might get a little bit of a cool. preview. Maybe. So long story short, we, he might call in. So, yeah. MN, at MN a, Football Show. We're going to have an outcast moment, me and you, your cousin and your mom. That's right. Well, uh, <laughs> so, and then uh, Saturday morning, 9 a.m., I'll be opening up the, the bar, uh, Townhouse Bar, Come by, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And I think uh, you know we'll do that for the next couple weeks, and then after that, the bar will be open, and you can come over and have drinks anytime. It's a uh, fun place, man. The 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 pride direction, everything was up was a party. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Was I, I heard lots of great things about that. It was yeah, it was a good direction. Was there are just amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Jock jams themed that night, and then you missed it. They made me do like. My favorite, my best dad dance moves. Oh, nice! Eventually, <laughs> which then like got on the internet and uh, where I need ooh, someone yeah, tweet this yeah. at us. Please, please, please. Yeah, it's Hashtag somewhere. I, you can't find it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a night. All right, thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll see you and happy World Cup fever. Yeah.